Yo, what's up? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing decent. That's good. That's good. Um, so you want to get into this thing? Yeah, man. Let's do this. All right. So what's up, y'all? This is your boy, Maurice Watson, coming at y'all with another episode of the Real Raw Thinning Podcast. And today, we have a very special guest, Black Dot Lim. Say what's up, guys. What's popping, y'all? What's popping? What's popping? All right. So um, let's get into it, man. So um, for one, I want to say is that I'm a I'm, I, I can say this. I'm a fan of your music. It's kind of have like a, a different lane and a different approach about how you do it. So my first question is, um, how did you get your name? Um, long story. It's a long story, but I'm gonna keep it short. So originally, my name, like, uh, if if any of y'all listening, if any of y'all listening, uh, if any of y'all like, go go way back with me. Uh, y'all know, but uh, my old name was ridiculous. It was Kazarian Zorlog, like some shit, some shit I made up when I was like eight, and then I changed it to Kazz. And then um, I remember I was working at Sonic, and this dude uh, I was working with, he had an idea. He was like, "Oh, you should change your name to Blackie Smooth." I was like, "It's not a bad idea." And then I thought to myself, "Okay, I don't, I don't want my name to be from somebody else." So then uh, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to just call myself Black Lean because my name's Kaleem and my whole life people always tell me, oh, you mad black, you mad dark. So there's that. Okay, okay. So um, a lot of people don't really know too much. Like for me, I'm not, well, I'm not too sure personally, but um. For yourself, what can you say, like, um, where, like, you know, where you're from or, you know, like, you know, like, have you always, like, been in South Carolina or, like, you was born, you know, in different parts of the country? No, no, no. Um, I lived in, I lived in South Carolina for most of my life, but originally, uh, January 25th, 2001, I was born in Far Rockaway, New York. Um, I lived in New York till I was seven. So I was slightly raised there. Like I wasn't there for a long time, but when you raise in that kind of environment, that never leaves you. So I lived in New York till I was seven. Then um I moved to Cleveland, Ohio in two thousand eight. From two thousand eight to um two thousand eleven. I lived in Cleveland for a short amount of time. That that's when um I would say during around that time that's that's when my artistry really came into development. And then um I remember the exact date, so I'll never forget. December 17th of 2011. That's when I finally moved to Buford, and I haven't left since. Gotcha. Okay. So you say that um your artistry. Talk to me about, like, you know, your thought process. Thought process. Um, so a lot of times, majority of the time, um, It'll be random. For boys ever, right? I'll be at work, right? Right. Just be doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, this rhyme comes in my head. A rhyme comes in my head. So I'm like, okay, I got to write this down. I got to type it in my phone or something. Because if I don't, I'm going to forget it. So usually it starts off like this. I get a rhyme in my head, right? I type it in. Sometimes I might write a full song at that point. Sometimes I won't. Most times I don't. So then 
um, I find beats, right? I look for beats. Now, me, my beat selection, like, I'm very picky with my beats because um, if any of y'all listening, um, if y'all know, y'all know. I'm going to just keep it real. You're not supposed to, like, pirate beats off YouTube. You're not supposed to do that. Right. You're supposed to buy leases, um, whether it's a premium lease, a regular lease, an exclusive lease. You're supposed to buy the beat. So for me, my beat selection is very picky. So a lot of times I'll find a beat that I like. Um, I'll write something to it. And then, you know, mo- most of the time I'll write something, leave it alone, and then c- come back to it over a point in time. But um, recently I've just been going in. like I'll just find something I like and get it done within two or three days. And a lot of times, like, my process is very rigorous. Like I'll practice like every one of my songs that you hear, like if, 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 if any of y'all listening have listened to my music, Maurice, I know you listen to my music. I practice my songs at least a hundred times, like literally for real. I practice them. Yeah. I practice them at least over a hundred times before I even get in the booth. So that way, when I get in the booth, I do what I got to do and I leave. So as far as like in the booth, like do you like pay how much t- how much money you have to pay like to get in the booth though? Like do you be doing like freestyles or you just lay it down the tracks or what? Depends on who I go to. Um, shout out to J Genius. If I go to J Genius, it'll be like forty dollars. If I go to uh, what's his name, Banger Two Times. Shout out to Banger Two Times. If I go to Banger, it'll be anywhere from forty to seventy five, depending on what I'm doing. Like uh. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, so my main question is, what made you want to do music? Yo, 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 my bad about that, man. All right, it's all good. But yeah, um, we're back. I uh, had a little technical difficulties. <laughs> um, but my other question was, um, what what can you say is your biggest like? What do you, what what made you want to do music? Um, keeping it real, my older brother. Growing up, um, growing up, my older brother inspired me. Like he would always, uh, he would always like write songs with me. He would always rap in front of me and stuff. You know, he'll he'll play his artists in front of me. Like, uh like he really, uh, like like really, I just I wanted to be a rapper like him. And then as I grew up, you know, when you're young, you you want to be famous, right? Right. So. That that uh when I first started writing songs, those were my main drives. Gotcha. Okay. That, yeah, I feel you, bro. So um, as far as like influence, like, do you have any influences in the rap game as of right now, or anybody in the industry that you can say that you like take inspiration from? Uh, are you talking like old heads or our generation? Um, any like any era, all from nineties, from whomever. All right, I'm a I'm gonna keep this list short. <laughs> But um, shout out to Nas. I'm I'm not talking about Lil Nas X, Nasir Jones. If 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 y'all know, y'all know. Yeah. Um, shout out to Kendrick. I look up to Kendrick. Um, K Dot. Who else? There's so many, man. Shout out to Tyler the Creator. Uh, his last album, um, "Call Me If You Get Lost." That shit saved my life, literally. Shout out to um, I'm trying to think who else is hard. Somebody I still really listen to. Uh, J. Cole? And I, I can't really say J. I, I, I just now started getting into him. Okay, I feel you. 
What about um Joiner? Eh, he's nice. I wouldn't say he's an influence. I'm trying to think. Somebody um I know I could somebody I'm 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 trying to think. Uh Gizmo, Gizmo. Gizmo. Back okay. in high school, I used to listen to this underground artist named Gizmo a lot. Is he so, I think wait, is he like a UK rapper, I think? Nah, nah, nah. He's a um He's a uh, he's a white boy from um I think Maine, but, sp- but speaking of UK rappers, shout out to Javon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just started getting into his music recently, and that shit, you know, that shit hit different. So um also I want to say is like I want to have a, another question. So as far as like behind the scene behind the music, like what's life like really like for you besides like you know going to the studio and, you know, laying down bars after bar, like, besides the music, what really, like, separates you from, you know, all the rest? Hmm. I think it's my vision that I have for my music. Okay. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I don't want to sound offensive, but, like, I noticed with a lot of dudes in our generation, a lot of us follow a, a common template. Like a lot of them, like a lot of cliches. Yeah, cliche, mediocre cliches. They all have a, a template to them. Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't have that. Like with me, my image, my image is is just like fuck it. This is who I am. Call me weird. Call me crazy. I don't care. Nine times out of ten, you can't even understand. You you can't even understand what I'm doing. You right. know. And um, also, besides the music, I think uh, I think a lot of artists market themselves in the wrong way. How you mean? Like they, I mean, don't get me wrong; they do it in the right way. But it's like, okay, I get it. You you want to be out there? You want to seem like you're the hardest? But bro, we all we all know we're talking about. You know, murder, death, kill, get you in this game. Right. You know? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like that guy, but it's it's 2021, bro. We done, we done seen, like X. Come on, X died, Nipsey died. Like we see where yep. where that where that image, that energy gets you, and it's like, dude, still doing that. Me, I don't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I feel you because, like, for me, why can I say? It's like a lot of times, like some of these, some of some of the rappers that we have nowadays is like they portray themselves to be like you know the gangster rapper or you know like the 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 hardest rapper out. But in reality, like nine times out of ten, the people who listen to your music expect you to live that certain lifestyle. Mm. And not just that, but like for example, um, got me got arrested dead, but um. Mo three, for example, I used to listen to Mo three almost on a daily basis until I found out sometime around last year, a dude got gunned down in his own city. Mm. And like, um, Young Dolph, for example, um, yeah, may God rest the dead. Like, dude, dude, put on for Miss Memphis for so so much. Like, you know, dude got gunned down in his own own hometown. Mm. And that's the saddest part. Dude was independent. He had his own masters. He made his own money. And besides the music, he was actually a good businessman. So the part that gave me about it is that 
somewhere down the line that you know like rap in itself like hip-hop or rap is like the leading some i i ain't gonna lie like for i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it a buck like that's like it's like the number one genre where like the most artists either like dies or like just get killed i'm not saying that you know you can't get killed in any other genre but nine times out of ten like social media like publicizes that main part you know yeah facts facts and, and i feel that like uh, oh, um, you I don't mean to interrupt. I feel that like you said we're the number one genre where dudes get clipped. We're also the number one genre with the most global influence, with the yeah, most global true. power. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, not that I, I, I'm. I'm not gonna say that more artists need to like be calm with their image because there's a lot of them are. I feel that the more calm artists, like your Tyler's, your Kendricks. Like your dudes that really don't yap that, you know, right. the, the, the dudes that really don't yap that kind of talk. I feel that they need to be pushed more, you know. Yeah, no, I, I feel that if they are, you will see a big like over the next 10, 20 years, you'll see a big difference between um, you'll see a big difference in the urban communities, and in the hip hop community. Right. And not just that, but like it just go beyond the music, you know. Mm. On like in fashion, it goes on, and you know Hollywood, it goes on in sports, sports, especially sports, you know. And my thing, and my and this is another segue to the question is like, do you think that social media is like is one of the reasons why that you know artists or whomever it may be always get into you neo know, negativity? For our day and age, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the algorithms, um, the algorithms are purposely set up. Twitter, Facebook, mainly those, Instagram. The algorithms, well, not not Instagram, but Twitter and Facebook, right? Two mm-hmm. biggest platforms. They're set up for the negative stuff to uh to gain more traction than the positive stuff, right? So, right. so you said, so like you said, Young Dolph, he was doing community work. He was he was a uh, which you, uh, he was a philanthropist, right? Right. Now, how many, how many of those activities of his do you see going viral versus when he was doing the, um, you know, right, the negative stuff? But I think with that one, I feel like people who really do go out their way to post positive things, you're right, it doesn't get that much traction compared to other stuff, but some people just don't post it on social media. Like, um, I heard like on a day that you know he he was you know killed, that he was doing like a turkey drive. Yeah, you know, so th- that in itself is just sad, you know. And for me, I started to like reevaluate like the people I listen to and like, and and not just that, but pe- the things that I've seen is like. Most of the people biggest influences is like rappers who talks about, you know, drugs that talks about, you know, thinking dope or, you know, women or money, like the whole, the typical stuff, you know? And my thing is, is like, I heard of a phrase like you can't like the, like sometimes best not to meet your heroes, you know? Mm. And like all the rappers I listen to, I listen to like Young Boy, Moneybag, J Cole, K Dot, Joiner, 
Um, I even listened to a lot of Christian rappers too, though. You know, like big shout out to Scooty Wop, shout out to Big Breeze, One uh, K Few, um, all those other guys I listened to. That I have like a mix, mix and mingle type of um style, type of music I listen to. It might not be for everybody, but at the same time, it's like you can't just make it. You 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 just can't base your reality off of someone else's reality. You know, facts. Like. The whole thing with OTF and you know Lil Dirk, like don't get me wrong, I mess with Lil Dirk heavy, but you don't see me having an OTF tattoo or like an OTF chain, like nah, like I don't so I don't associate myself, you know, with people like that, you know, that's them. Yeah, yeah, I feel what you're saying. So, um not and not just that, but my next question is what's what's your current stance on like rappers nowadays? Like what do you feel like how do you feel about the current state of rap rapping or hip hop now? I feel that um I feel that corporate America watered it down. That's just me. Um I'm gonna go into detail because now if you know me, like I said, I'm from New York City. So right. I grew up listening to uh cats like Big Pun, Big L, Mob Deep, Capone, Noriega. Wu Tang, people like that, people that were really nice with the mic. Now, over right. time, you you like, you can see the mainstream constantly getting watered down and watered down to the point where you have freaking Kroger commercials, like you have Kroger commercials using hip hop. You have <laughs> corporate companies using corporate companies like McDonald's. Yeah, like using hip hop in their advertisements. And if th- if this was ten. If this was like 17 years ago when I was growing up, I remember rock was everywhere. They wasn't yeah. really using hip hop in commercials like that. WWE wasn't really using, you know, uh, rap music like that when I was growing up. So corporate America definitely took advantage of it. I'm I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna use the O head stance to be like, oh, the game is the game is mad effed up. Oh, blah blah blah. Dudes can't. No, I'm I'm not gonna say that. You gotta find what you like. Right. There's plenty of talented MCs out there. There's 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 plenty of talented rappers out there who's who's really doing their thing who can merge the old school sound with the modern sound. You have rappers that are going with the modern sound and and they can spit, but at the end of the day, they're only going to be pushed to a certain extent. You there's always going to be cookie cutter rap. That's what I call it, cookie cutter rap. Right. Yeah. Back back in the days, you have you know dudes like Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer blowing up. It's it's always been around. It's just. Nowadays, it's more push. I feel that the game is easier to make it now than it was back then. Now, would you Definitely. say, like, making it easier, like, what do you mean, like, um, as far as, like, you know, like, promoting yourself? Or you mean, like, as a way, like, everything is, like, ac- accessible? I would say both. Because mm. f- from the stories I've been told back in the days, you would have to, like, it was rigorous. Like, you would have to know somebody that knows somebody that, that works at the label, whatever. Like, you would have to know somebody that works at the radio station just to get your stuff played. And right. nine times out of ten, your stuff will be played only within the region that you, that you, uh, that you're in, unless, you know, you have the certain connections. Nowadays, like, you know, nowadays you could build your own studio. You, you could promote yourself, put money into your own stuff and, blow up way easier than it was back then. Like, we see dudes... Now, Now I'm not saying that, oh, it's going to happen in one day. Like, of course, you're going to have to put in work. But compared to of back course. then, it's way easier, especially going international. Way easier yeah. to go international. Now, 
Um, I want, I want, I want to see about your take about you know going independent. You know, like it's being signed to a label. Can you like expand on top of that? Okay. Hold on. So, from my knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna just dive into like what everybody knows, right? So, if if you're listening to this, right, I, I'm sure you've all heard of the 360 deal, right? Right. Now, I don't know the um the specifics, like the really deep specifics, but <clears throat> I feel like nowadays it 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 depends on the artist, right? Whether you want to stay independent or you want to get a deal, depends on the artist and your uh. What's the word I'm looking for? How literate you are when it comes to legality. Because okay. if you're smart with it, you, you could be like Lil Pump, right? You could get a record deal, do what you got to do, and then at the uh, at the end of your deal, at the end of your contract, you end up getting all your money back. But with a lot of artists, they end up getting screwed over. Yeah, now, I'm not saying these artists aren't getting into a bag, but a lot of the times when young artists do sign a record deal, they've been doing this since like the 60s. What happens is you sign over your likenesses. So that means anything, anything that's relating to you, they get better off of that, right? right? You sign for like what? $1 million, $2 million. <laughs> You're not getting that money. You have to pay that back. That is a loan. Yeah, so exactly. Artists, that's the part. That's the part that, that, sorry to cut you off, but. Now, a lot of artists get tricked. A lot of dudes get tricked. So, like I said, depends on the artist and what they want to do. If if they know how stuff goes down, if they want to be big, because you can be in you you can be an independent artist, right? And definitely um have a successful career. You can you can blow up and have a successful career, or you could just do a distribution deal. You don't have to fully, you don't have to be a hundred percent supported by a label. You could be like Russ and just have your distribution with them and. And make money off of that. You'll be well known. You'll be international. Also, I feel like a lot of artists are pressured to sound the big labels because of what they see. You know, the right. clicks and the clamor. But I'm gonna just tell y'all, bro. You could be an independent artist and make way more money, be way more well known overseas than just in America. America is not the only market, bro. You have the Canadian market. You have the European market. I guarantee you, bro. If you're an independent artist, the European market will rock with you way, way more than your own country will. So I, I can't say I can't say it's better to be independent or to be with a label that. But for me, uh, I know based off what I know and how they move in the industry and how they really get down. For me, it's better being independent. I, I can't say that for everybody else. Right. Like because for me. Like and I and I oh and I do research, you know, and then the thing that get me about it was like as far as like the music, some people don't understand, like from a creative standpoint, that gets taken away take away from you too sometimes. Yeah. And like and thing is so many rappers, like I remember um, you know, TLC, you know, the girl um the nineties rap group. Like yeah, yeah. I remember in an interview, like they was doing like they had like eight million or two or three million like sales off that first or second week. They didn't even get that. They like eight, like three million. We talk about millions now. They they didn't get not. They I don't even think they got like a million off of that. It was just yeah. split like with it like within like the three dividends of just all three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it is. Cause uh, think about it. The produce the uh people that produce you, they got to get paid. Your manager got to get paid. Yep, the ANRs, the like the heads of the label, 
They got to get paid. Your stylist, your stylist got to get yeah, paid. Yeah, that's true. Your publicist got to get. There's a bunch of people that got to get paid. So artists, keep keeping it real, artists, most of their bread, a lot of their bread comes from endorsements and shows. And that's yeah. really what they really making bank off of, especially nowadays, because streams don't, bro, you get paid less than a cent for a stream. Like, if you ask me, that should be illegal. Like, I checked my distro kit. I only made five. I'm like, I'm keeping it real. I only made five dollars off of all the streams I had this year. Five, How much streams you had in total? Huh? How much streams you had in total? Uh, if I count everything, uh, I'll say like uh, say like six thousand total streams in a year. You get paid five dollars. Yeah, because you get paid less than a cent, bro. Look it up. If 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 y'all listening, look up how much streaming services pay you. It's gonna astound you. Like I'm not I'm not joking. You get paid less than a penny, bro. Wow. And so this is from Spotify, right? Spot this is this is like an accumulation of everything. So Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Amazon, uh Amazon Music, you know, stuff like that. Damn. Now, for me, with the podcast, like, in total, like, I ain't gonna bullshit you, bro. It's like, in total, like, as far as, like, plays and streams I got, I had, I think I had, like, I would say, like, almost 780 streams from Spotify, but I also had, like, a thousand, like, 1.3 thousand, like, listens on um Anchor, you know? And... When I checked the available balance, it was like I think twelve dollars. I was like, "What the hell?" That's more than me. <laughs> you do it better than me. But like, this is like this. I think this is one of the reasons why that I kind of thought about you know like doing YouTube, you know. And then with YouTube, I can just you know do like an actual video with you know whomever I'm with interviewing or you know having like a talk with, and. You know, that's because that seems to be a move nowadays. Like everybody doing YouTube, especially for like what any with anything that you're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's so, another high chance blowing up on YouTube, too. Right. But, you know, my thing with um, as far as like people wise and I know I, I, I and you're probably going to feel what I'm coming from is like nine times out of ten is like once you get to a point where you start like thriving off of the stuff is like some of your hometown people don't even mess with you when it comes down to, you know, like dealing with music, dealing with a podcast or a business. Like that's the part that get me about it. You know, like some people are so willing to spend like two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars on, you know, like na- like national you know, like brands, but say if you started like your own business and you know they they wouldn't even try to break bread break bread with you, you know? Uh, oh that's facts, man. Yeah, that's facts. I see it. So when it comes down to the music aspect, like how do you deal with things like that? Like you get more plays from, you know, out of state or out of country than you get in your own hometown. Like I try my hardest not to get in my feelings about that because it's really hard. Like, you know, right. you know, like you said, it, it gets you really tight. I try to look at it as I try to uh, I try to look at it from a, a logical perspective. Like, I think to myself, OK, they probably aren't. I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use this word. They aren't programmed to do stuff like that. Mm. Like, they aren't 
they aren't um they aren't conditioned to support their fellow man. They're probably they're probably so used to seeing they're probably so used to seeing the big time rappers that when they see a small time dude, they're like, oh, okay, okay, I'm not gonna take you serious. You know, you just a little nigga. I ain't, you know, you ain't nothing serious. I mean, that's, shit, that's I like that's there. right, and that's the thing with like business, because like let's face it, like there's some dudes, shit, I, I can probably name a few of them, but I'm not. Like they buy like some dudes and some women buy the same shoes every year, like the, the new Jordan Red shows. Like, dog, you had like two pairs of that before, so. As far as like consistently buying the same thing a year in year out, like two three hundred dollars for a shoe, it's kind of like the same thing what you're talking about right now when it comes down to a music standpoint. Yeah, yeah, um, facts. That's definitely facts, man. I, I would say for you and people that's listening, if 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 y'all want to understand it, do do research into programming. Like how people are programmed, do research into social engineering and stuff like that. Like people, mm-hmm. people's realities come from what they see every day. You know, right. they they base judgment from what they see every day. So if they see the same thing every day, and other people rocking with it, I mean, millions of people rocking with it, they're gonna think, "Oh, I'm a rock with it too." Uh, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Like I said, I try not to get upset over it, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of times I did. I'm not gonna lie. I went, I went on a mini rant on Snapchat because I'm like, yo, like, I post my stuff. Like, I don't, I don't even like posting my music on to my social media no more. But whenever I do, it's like, I'll get like, I mean, one time I got like, uh, I clickbaited it. So, so I posted a picture of you know a booty pic, you know, to get my views up, just as an experiment. And I remember I got almost 600 views. And All only, that like, one booty pick too. Yeah. And only like two or three people slid up and was like, yo, yo, your shit is hard. And I'm like, wow. But Six then again, out of two? Yeah, facts. Only like two, three, four people told me told me my shit was hard. And I I networked with like those few people. So, but from a logical standpoint, that just tells me, okay, I know my local surroundings, these people on my social media is not my market, unfortunately. So that just tells me. Okay, I gotta work harder at finding my audience. I gotta work harder at finding people that fuck with my music. And a lot of times that's the hard part, especially with somebody with my style. With with somebody that makes music the way I do, like I don't really fit the necessary mold of where I'm at. You know, like my mold doesn't fit for these local surroundings. So me trying to get fans out here, fans within this region of the country, it's not gonna work. I'm gonna have to market my stuff to the West Coast. I'm gonna have to market my stuff to Europe, you know? Yeah, I feel you. And the thing, and same thing with me, but, you know, next year I'm about to relaunch my own clothing brand, you know? And the thing about me was, like, for my clothing brand, I want it to be, like, that thing that corresponds with, like, sports, that corresponds with um, music, that corresponds with hip-hop, that corresponds with, you know, like, family and, you know, things like that, you know? And that's what I gravitate towards. But, the thing about that one is like I I always do research when it comes down to things like that because nowadays it's so easy to do almost anything that it's like it's easily more easily to be accessible. But to your point, what you're saying is hard to find your audience. I think that's the part that I'm trying to you know learn too. And the thing about me, I think I had when it when it comes out to this podcast, I think I had 
a certain percentage from India, France, like no bullshit, India, France, Brazil, and Canada, I believe, and China, which I was so shocked because I was like, I always post my podcast and my episodes on all through my all through my social media pages. But I, I never thought it was going to reach China or Canada or whomever it may be. And thing is, I don't even advertise it like that. If anything, I just share it and share it and post it and post it as much as possible, you know? Facts. I definitely feel you on that, but you got to think like this, those are your markets. Those, those, those are the people that's going to support you when it's like, when it's like five years from now, and you got and your streams are up. Those are the people that the the those are the people that you know that ran up your stuff, and those are the people that's gonna get you to a bag too. Facts. Yeah, for real. But um, as far as I can say, like, do you have like any like thing you want to get off your chest or anything that's on your mind that you want to you know share to the people? Mm, not right now. Not right now. I, I can't really think of anything right now. Um eh, one major thing I want to say. Um I have a new track dropping next year. Cause I'm 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 gonna wait till the year's over. But um actually I have a bunch of new tra- uh tracks dropping next year. I'm uh, um I'm gonna change my sound up. So if, if anybody listening to me that fuck with my music or y'all wanna experiment with my music, test it out, just know it's uh it's gonna be different. But it's definitely gonna be fire, though. You hear it from the man, folk. You hear it from the man, y'all. So I just want to say that um, I appreciate you, and I'm grateful for the fact that I got a chance to interview. Um, and um, yeah, man, like I, I, I appreciate you know you giving you know your feedbacks and you know like having this conversation and doing this little interview that we got going on. And um, shout out to you, man, for real, most definitely. No man, thank you. Thank you for giving me a platform to be on or another platform. You know, we uh, I've been anticipating this interview for a long time now, and um, I'm 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 really grateful I can go through with it. Also, um, another thing I want to know, um, if y'all want to find anywhere to follow me, y'all can follow me on Instagram at um, b l a dot c k l i m black lean i'm on instagram i'm on spotify i'm on all the major platforms just look me up but my my, my instagram handle was better than uh my, my my instagram handle was different than my name on all the streaming platforms but i'm sure y'all get it um, all right but yeah man like i was saying um we appreciate y'all if you listening to or tuning in right now we appreciate you for tuning in um listen to this man music man this shit fire like that ass for real. You know what I mean? So I'ma catch you guys on the next episode. This is Maurice Watson and this is Black Dot Lim signing out. Thank you. Peace, peace.